When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for downloading the latest episode of Positively Trek. We could not do this podcast without the support of our Patreon supporters, including Carl Morris, Joyce Marin, and Jim Stoffel. If you'd like to support the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash positivelytrek. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, shoutouts, associate producer credits, and more. Thank you so much for your support. And with that, let's get on with the show. Here we go, rocking and rolling. We've got another show going, Dan, you and me, talking about Star Trek because there's been some stuff in the news. Oh, man, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for, you know, the, the flood of Star Trek news, right? And this week totally qualifies. So, yeah, so excited to talk about all the things we learned this past week. I know, I didn't expect anything. I, I just was like leading my life. Not thinking about really anything. Of course, I'm always thinking about Star Trek, but not expecting anything big to come out. And then I realized we get the stuff about Prodigy. We get a trailer for Picard. And I'm just like, what is going on? It's not my birthday. But then I realized we have Father's Day coming up. So maybe that's it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. No, that that trailer for Picard was totally unexpected because we got that Prodigy stuff earlier in the week. And I was like, oh, that's fun. We'll have something interesting to talk about on the podcast. I'll make a little video about it on my channel. That's cool. And then Captain Picard Day rolls around. And they drop a trailer for Star Trek Picard. And I was so psyched about this. So was I. And, and welcome, everyone, to Positively Trek with me, Bruce Gibson, and Dan Gunther. And Dan, so talking about the trailer, and, and listen, uh, wait, hold on. Everybody who's listening, just so you know, I, I guess you'd say we're going to spoilers because we're going to talk through the trailer. And then when we get to Prodigy, because there were some announcements of character and stuff, we're going to talk about that. So there's some speculation that will probably happen and, and other discussions. So if you're one of these people who are just like, I don't even really want to see the trailer. I don't want to know about anything. Then skip this episode and send it to all your friends, though, because I want all the views or the listens, I should say. But anyway, Dan, when you've watched this trailer... What was your initial thoughts? I had a bunch of thoughts about the content of the trailer, but first of all, just like the visuals, seeing Q again, I think made me really happy seeing new Starfleet uniforms, seeing just little hints of what we've got going on. It was just pure excitement for me. Uh, I really enjoyed season one of Picard. All the little tidbits we've learned about season two, I'm on board with. I'm really enjoying 
So yeah, I was just excitement from beginning to end of that trailer. And I mean, John Delancey, that man looks great. I'm so happy to have Q in this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was interesting to see that they didn't de-age him. Not to say that they might not do that at one point, just, you know, Q you know, goes back to the way he looked at one point and then goes to another look or whatever. But yeah, they're not going through this whole process of trying to make John Delancey look like he did whatever, 30, 40 years ago. So yeah, we get uh, a, a, a 73-year-old John Delancey, Dan, because you mentioned before the show to me, he's 73 years old. He looks great for that age because yeah, man, just a silver fox looking terrific. I do love that they kind of acknowledge that in the trailer as well. And I'm assuming that's how they're doing it on, on the show where he says, oh my, you're, you're much older than I expected or something like that. So he like ages himself up to, to mimic Picard because every time Q appears, he mimics Picard, right? He wears a, a captain's uniform, all of that stuff. So it makes sense that he's going to, you know, make himself match. <laughs> Now I wish he would have shown up in the episode Rascals and showed up as a kid Q. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I think, I wonder how old Keegan Delancey was at the time Rascals aired. Probably a little bit too young because yeah. he shows up in season seven of Voyager uh, quite a bit older or still pretty young. So I, I think he probably would have been too young, but that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, that would have been funny. I'm trying to think too that... You know, the thing about this trailer that also stuck out to me is when Q shows up and he's like, oh, Picard, you know, you look old or whatever. He says that just shows that he hasn't seen Picard in a while. Like there's mm -hmm. not like, oh, Q has been showing up in Picard's life year after year after year as if it's like a regular holiday event. Yeah, I always my mind goes back to all good things. Right. When he says. And if you're very lucky, I might even drop by to say hello from time to time. I guess Picard hasn't been very lucky, or probably from Picard's perspective, he has been very lucky because Q hasn't shown up very much. <laughs> yeah, or he's, yeah, not very much, right. But obviously it's been a while, you know. Mm -hmm, for uh, sure. So, you know, and also starting off seeing Chateau Picard, that was pretty cool to me because, you know, I wondered in season two, are they going to return? to earth you know will we see laris again and obviously we do mm -hmm. and i mean speaking of people who look great she's kind of got a new look going on in this and she looks great as well i love her look here with the longer hair she almost looks like they've de-aged her a little bit or something i'm not sure exactly but yeah I, i'm loving seeing all these characters returning laris and jabon were huge touchstones for the season for me i love that we're going to see laris i hope we see jabon again i loved their their kind of interaction and their yeah. relationship with picard i would love to see the two of them interact with him again i would too um it's unfortunate we didn't see jabon in the trailer but it doesn't mean he's not there in the show mm -hmm. so maybe we'll see him maybe we won't okay so other things about this trailer is we see this council or something that has members of different planets with the flags and i know you talked about this in your youtube channel but then we we have a flag of the federation of starfleet of uh the united federation of planets well i guess i've already said that but anyway telenar <laughs> vulcan uh bajor which i thought was interesting mm -hmm. franganar the klingons are there i think i got everybody 
do you think this is an alternate universe or alternate timeline if there's a council or or some kind of seminar or something where we have the Klingons at? I'm guessing it's an alternate timeline of sorts, not because of the flags, though, because this could be like a diplomatic summit or something like that, where they're bringing different governments together for something. So that that didn't, you know, make me question this. What made me question if it's an alternate timeline or, or a changed thing is Picard is either back in Starfleet or... It's a it's an alternate timeline thing because this isn't the older uniforms that he was wearing at the time that he retired. If you look at the com badge he's wearing, this is like the modern ones at the time of Picard. So the 2399 era com badge. Remember when he retired, he was still wearing the old one with the rectangular bit behind it that we've seen in Generations First Contact and all of that. So either Picard's back in Starfleet or this is an alternate timeline or, or or maybe even some sort of vision by Q or something like that is is one thing I was thinking. Okay. I have a theory I'm going to get to a little later. And it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's right. Probably not. But I, I like my theory. But anyway, okay. the, one of the flags I didn't mention was uh, Starfleet Academy flag is there. Mm-hmm. But. Here's here's one thing I want to ask you about, because when I look at these flags, Earth isn't represented. Or is Earth represented as being the Federation? I mean, uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think it would be represented by the Federation. I wouldn't either. I think the Earth government, this is almost like a tradition of Starfleet, uh, or of Star Trek, I should say, is just kind of overlooking Earth as a separate autonomous political entity. That's why entity. I brought it up, yeah. I, I think they just, you know left it off again because they always do (laughs) exactly that's what i was thinking too it's like well you know telenar and vulcans they're part of the federation and i mean sure maybe there's more flags that we're not seeing you know we're not seeing the full picture but to your point i always feel like they oh well we have to represent all the different planets in the federation and then i just always want to say uh guys well what about earth (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a member too you know one thing that I didn't notice about this either is like they're futuristic flags because they've got a little glowing bit at the top. <laughs> it's like I hadn't noticed that. They're light up flags, light up flagpoles. Okay. <laughs> they, they tell your fortune <laughs> through the little little balls there on top that glow. Okay. We also see Soji in front of some water, like she's all dressed up really nice and such. Um, we also see earlier than that, we see Elnor and Rafi looks like they're running through a city, which is kind of connects to some behind the scenes shots that we've seen that have been leaked that apparently mm-hmm. take place in a, in a city. I, I guess I really want to get to is I'm just assuming everybody who's listening right now has seen the trailer. So what about this badge? that like Rios is wearing and we see Picard wearing earlier. It's like a bigger Delta shield. Yeah. It's like a a larger Starfleet insignia, silver in color. And what looks to me like the pommel or the handle of a sword on it. I'm not sure. A lot of people have been saying like, Oh, mirror universe, Terran empire. I don't get that impression. I mean, I see that with the sword, I guess, but I feel like, more militaristic Starfleet more than 
mirror universe Terran Empire because Starfleet was never a part of the Terran Empire. There was never I, in Discovery they had the upside down Starfleet logo as part of the Terran Empire logo, but we've never seen that arrowhead like that in the mirror universe at all. So I feel like altered timeline, more militaristic Starfleet maybe, but I'm not getting Terran Empire from this. So are we seeing two timelines? Because going back to what you said earlier, he's wearing the 2399 badge. Yeah, like I said, I th- I think that's either another timeline other than what we're seeing here or just a vision by Q. Maybe, as he says, in the, the end of the road not taken. Right. That might be have some kind of link to that. Maybe he's showing Picard a possible future or it's a totally different timeline that gets explored or something during this season as well. And then what do you think about Seven of Nine when we got to the end of the trailer? Okay. Well, first of all, the video that I put out on YouTube, I had a bunch of comments because I I didn't do my research immediately when I when I did the video and I didn't identify the flag of Telar in the on the line of flags there. And a lot of people pointed that out. And thank you for that. But the most prevalent comment that I got about a hundred times on that video is you didn't mention a seven of nines ring. And yes, I did miss that when I first watched the trailer. Seven of nine is married in this possibly. So she's missing her Borg implants and she's surprised by that. And when she reaches up to touch, you see her left ring finger and she's got a, a, what presumably we would consider a wedding band on that finger. So very interesting. Yeah. I mean, mean, why else would they have her put that ring on? Why have Mm -hmm. the character have the ring? And she's in a bed that looks like it's made for two. (laughs) So, you know, she's sleeping on one side of it. And of course, when this came out, you know, when you see her in the bed and she's got her hand there blocking half of her face, I was like, okay, we're going to see there's no Borg implants. Like right away. Oh, (laughs) totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you want to know my little wild theory or my wish theory? Oh, please. Theory? Yeah. When that scene came with Seven of Nine, I thought, is this an alternate timeline that it seems as if our characters have, they're conscious of the current timeline, but then they're waking up and finding themselves in this other one. That's why they're questioning things. Where's Laris and why, you know, Seven's looking in the mirror like, what's wrong with it? You know, everybody's got this puzzled look. And I th- thought, are they in this alternate timeline? And is that alternate timeline the lit verse that we've gotten <laughs> in the novels? Because Seven mm. and Nine doesn't have implants anymore. And this could be the future of that timeline. Or the writers of those novels know about this because they're working with the show, you know, in tandem. And they're going to connect what they're doing in Coda to this timeline as it this being the future of those novels that's my wish and that's my theory interesting thought i like it i like it (laughs) i don't think it's likely but i really like it i think that's a great fun theory i would love if that were the case (laughs) because why doesn't she have her implants is it because we're in an altered timeline where there was no borg i think my best guess would be an alternate timeline where she was never assimilated by the borg Mm -hmm. that's that's my best guess there which, you know, I speculated about in my video, and I'm wondering if that could cause some sort of, like, we're, we know from the voiceover, Picard is saying, you know, I'll take us back to our, you know, where we're from 
together kind of thing. They're going to try and fix the timeline, right? That's kind of what we're getting from the trailer. I'm wondering if the circumstances of some of the characters might be better in this timeline, and that might create some tension there. So if Seven of Nine was never assimilated by the Borg, her life in this timeline might be significantly better than the one she left. Uh, And someone else in the comments of my video pointed out Rafi. Rafi had a very rough experience in quote unquote our timeline. In this one, if this is present day in a different timeline, she's, you know, in Starfleet or if that's not a timeline, who knows what's going on, but she might have a much better circumstances in this changed reality as well. So would she necessarily want to go back? Well, and when we see Picard at the Chateau, He's calling for Laris and Jabon, and no one's answering. Even mm-hmm. though we see something later where we see Laris, which could that Laris shot could not be in this alternate timeline. But my point is, Laris and Jabon wouldn't be at the chateau if things worked better for them. Romulus didn't explode, you know, and and there's they're on Romulus living happily ever after. Yeah. So who knows? It, it could be a lot better for some people, a lot worse for other people. You know, who knows, right? So that that creates an interesting dynamic, I think, if some people want to change it back and some people decide, well, no, this is kind of better. You know what, though? We'll find out next year. Next year. We have to wait another year. I know. You know, we're halfway through 2021, though. Like, it's it's coming faster than we think, I think. I don't know when in 2022 Picard is coming, but it could be as little as, you know, six to seven months from now. Do you find that time moves faster as you get older? Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the dentist yesterday and they they said, oh, do you want to go ahead and set up your next appointment six months from now? And I was like, yeah. And it ends up being like the first week of December or something like that. And I thought, you know what? Every time I come to the dentist, I always feel like, wasn't I just here? Has it really been six months? It does not feel like it's been six months. And I'm thinking, wow, December. That means like, by the time December rolls around, I'm going to like think, wow, the past six months have just flown by. By the time we get to December, I'll be going to the dentist thinking, wow, wasn't I just here? No, I wasn't. It was six months ago. But since then, I've seen Lower Deck season two and I've seen Prodigy and I'm seeing Discovery season four, at least I hope by that point. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So now there's also this poster. Yeah, we should definitely talk about the poster. How do we get our hands on the poster? That's what I want. Right? <laughs> oh, I would love this on my wall. This is beautiful. Oh, I mean, like, what is this a poster for? Where Where are we going to see this poster hung up? <laughs> like, it's a poster. It's got to be somewhere, right? <laughs> well, probably. I mean, they'll probably have it at the premiere and stuff, I would imagine. And Oh, okay. We'll see it there when we go to the premiere. Yeah. VIP tickets, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I wish. We're wishing. No. Okay. So we see the skyline of Los Angeles in the distance there, and we see all these highways that make the Delta symbol. Does this mean that we're going to be in future LA or are they coming to the past? Is it a time well, travel? Yeah. I think it's pretty well established that there will be time travel to almost modernish times in LA with the kind of leaked photos that came out. Um, I want to say a couple months ago or a month ago or something like that, that showed Seven and Rafi on, you know, a transit bus in LA with an advertisement on the side that to me places it 
just a little bit in our future. So definitely 21st century. And I mean, there's, there's cars all over these freeways and stuff. So I'm assuming this is, you know, not 24th, 25th century LA. I don't know. LA loves their, loves their cars. So (laughs) (laughs) it could be everywhere in the world. Doesn't have cars except for LA. Um, Well, and also to be fair, if they're sticking closely to canon and i think with the writers in those rooms that know their star trek canon la does not exist in the 24th century i just remembered this it's underwater due to the hermosa quake sometime in the late 21st century according to uh star trek voyager two-parter futures end my gosh i forgot about that i almost forgot about that until just now (laughs) okay well that's a good call out right there because that means this shouldn't be, if they're sticking to that Voyager episode, the canon there, that this is not Los Angeles of the current time in 2399. It's got to be somewhere in the past, for sure. And we know Kirsten Beyer is like the canon police in the writer's room. And if it's from Voyager, she knows it. Like, she definitely knows that. Absolutely, so. yeah. Now, that bus that we saw in the leaked photos, do you think they'll get on the bus and they'll be kicked off because they don't have exact change? <laughs> I hope so. I'm thinking that if this is in our future, it's probably all electronic currency. So I'd be curious to see how they get around that, if they can just like recafuble their tricorders and spoof the machines or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited. Uh, I did enjoy the trailer and uh, I love this poster and 2022 can't get here any sooner. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I can't wait. You know, this poster design, I really hope it's all over the Blu-ray and DVD and stuff when it comes out because I just, this design is so cool. <laughs> Again, like where, where can we get this? You know, they they should be selling this. Maybe by the time this episode drops, you guys will know that, oh, it's online, StarTrek.com, you can order the poster. But I typically I'm don't sure see they'll that. be selling it from there. Do they I'm sell sure. posters on there? I don't recall seeing posters. I don't know. Somebody's going to do that. All right. Somebody who's a prodigy will come up with a way to create the posters. That's my lead in to talk about prodigy. <laughs> so, okay. What is going on with prodigy? This show is coming out this year. We still don't have a date. We still don't have a trailer. Yet we have a trailer for Picard, which is next year, but we can't get a trailer for something that's coming out this year. Come on. I want more about Prodigy. I shouldn't complain. I shouldn't because (laughs) we we got some, you know, these character announcements and some scenic things that have been released. So this came out, what was it, Monday or Tuesday? Uh, It came out um, Monday, yeah. Monday. Okay. I was thinking my week started off well. That's that's what I was wondering. So yeah, we got this announcement of the cast and the characters. So let's start off with the first one, Rock Talk. So this is a Bracar. Hmm, that sounds a little familiar to me, which we'll get to here in a minute. Eight <laughs> years old. So this is the big rocky looking thing, if you guys aren't looking. And it says here, I'm looking in trekmovie.com that Rock is a bit shy, but not when it comes to her love of animals. And it's voiced by a 10-year-old girl, which I think, by the way, is funny, because when we talked about this, I said, it's a big person with a small mouth. I said, so probably talk like it. So <laughs> we're Good call. <laughs> Good call on that, yeah. <laughs> and it's voiced by Riley Alazraki, whose father 
Carlos Alizraki is also a voice actor, and he's done a bunch of stuff. So his daughter's now doing voice acting like he does, like father, like daughter. So Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I, I was so psyched when I found out that this would be a bright car because, of course, we're lit fans, fans of the Star Trek novel universe. And Peter David introduced these species in the young adult Starfleet Academy novels. And, of course, that character from that novel went on to be a new frontier. And when this character's design was first released a while ago i was like oh kind of a rock creature kind of like a bright car that would be cool but we're not going to see that but sure enough they've totally totally surprised me here and made made her a bright car and an eight-year-old young girl bright car that's great i love it yeah so the thing about it too is we've seen images of zach cabron from the new frontier novels but he's also was represented not just on covers of New Frontier novels, but also in a comic. But he doesn't look alike, exactly like this, but somewhat similar. So it's a slightly different look. But I mean, there can always be you know different looks of different of these races anyway. But the Brakar also start to lose that rocky look the older they get. So when they're an adolescent, they are very rocky looking. But over time, they start to lose that. And they become less rocky. So obviously this character is much younger at eight years old and still has that rocky look. Yeah. And, and just so much fun. Like I'm, I'm sure they'll change a lot of things about the look and, and how they act and that kind of thing from the novels. But just the fact that they're acknowledging that species that originated from the novels, I'm so psyched about. Well, there's one inconsistency already too, is that, the Brakar have three fingers and this one has four. <laughs> so mm. that's one slight difference, but you know, oh, well, or, you know, three fingers and a thumb, you could say. So maybe that's how you get around that. The other character we have is this more boyish character, Dao, a 17 year old and a member of an unknown species. He fancies himself a maverick who even in his toughest times holds strong onto his unwavering hope. And he's voiced by Brett Gray. Yeah, not a lot to say about this one. The kind of the most, un well, maybe not the most unknown one. We'll get there, I guess. But yeah, I, I like that idea of an optimistic, unwavering hope. I think that's a cool voice to have here. Interesting character design. Purple with the kind of spots on his head. And I noticed there's like the little chip taken out of one of his ears so i i feel like he's gotten into a few scrapes in his time or something like that yeah we don't know a whole lot about this character it it's funny to me that he's 17 year, years old and he's going to be hanging around with an eight-year-old you know because usually 17 year olds don't want to be hanging around eight-year-olds but this eight-year-old is going to be bigger and badder than him so he's probably going to have an issue with that <laughs> <laughs> well there's a there's a f everyone else on the team seems to be in their teens yeah as well so I feel like, you know, Rock Talk is somebody they've just taken under their wing to, like, protect or something. Not that she looks like she needs much protection. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and the little thing out of his ear, maybe he got in a fight with Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson ah, bit there you his go. ear. Yeah. That could have been it. <laughs> Let's keep going here because we have Zero. He's a Medusan. And non-corporeal, genderless, energy-based life form. This is... This one's quite interesting because we thought this was a robot, but 
Medusans, you know, you can't look at them or you'll just like freak out. You'll just blow your brains out when you look at a Medusa. So this Medusa has to enclose itself into this body that looks like a robot, but it's really just armor for protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. Definitely more mobile than Ambassador Kolos was in <laughs> the original more. series. Had to be carried around by Spock and uh, and Dr. Miranda Jones all the time. But I, I love, yeah, he's got this kind of mobile robotic type suit. This totally blew me away. The fact that they're going with a Medusan, another classic species. Very, very cool. Totally subverting my expectations, thinking this was some robot or something. I love it. I, this is the biggest surprise to me. Yeah. The, never would have expected this at all. And it's voiced by Angus Imray, who he was in The Kid Who Would Be King with Patrick Stewart. So they, oh. he already has a connection in the Star Trek family. In a sense. Oh, that's very cool. I've only ever seen him in The Crown. He played Prince Edward in that. But uh, yeah, I, I was impressed with him. I thought he was good in that role. So I'm, I'm curious what the voice of Zero is going to be exactly if he's going to do some kind of different voice. But I, I love kind of maybe a bit of a stentorian British accent for a Medusan. I think that that kind of works. Well, this next one I'm excited to talk about with you, Dan. <laughs> so it's Jacob Pog is a 16 year old Tellarite. Tellarite, Dan. Why are we, why were we wrong on this? <laughs> we were wrong on this because he totally looks like a Talaxian, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I'm totally happy to admit that I'm wrong because what I'm most excited with regards to this character about is that he is voiced by Jason Mantzoukas, who. I am a huge fan of this guy. He's an absolute nutcase. At least all the characters he plays are. I'm so happy to have him as a part of the Star Trek universe. I think this is so cool. I love him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Good Place. Uh, but he's also done a ton of voice work as well. So he's definitely no stranger to that universe. So really, really, really happy to learn more about this character. Even though I guessed wrong about something, that's okay. So... Uh, Jason Manzoukas, welcome to Star Trek. I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you're such a big fan of his. That's so awesome. Yeah, you know, I I remember this character coming out. I'm thinking, Talaxian? No, Tellarite. No, Talaxian. No, Tellarite. You know, I was like kind of back and forth. And honestly, even now, even though we're told it's a Tellarite, I still think, but I still think he's Talaxian. I think his mother was Talaxian and his father was Tellarite. I really do. I've seen a lot of people guessing that. Yeah. Especially when we found out that it took the series takes place in the Delta Quadrant. I was like, oh, for sure he's a Talaxian. So it's it's really surprising to me that he's a Tellarite here. So that's really interesting, especially since we now have two Alpha Quadrant species in the cast, a Tellarite and a Medusan. So that's interesting. And a Bicar, too. And a Brycar, yeah, that's right. As so well. the, with the Brycar, the Tellarite, and the Medusin, uh, yeah, why why is this in the Delta Quad? How do they get there? That's mm -hmm. that's to me the next revelation here that we've been given is we've got these Alpha Quadrant characters or species that are in the Delta Quadrant. So are they using Slipstream and get? I just assumed that when we got to the Delta Quadrant, these would be species that are found in the Delta Quadrant. We wouldn't see anybody from the Alpha. You know, it's funny. There was a discussion that kind of broke out on Facebook that I took part in 
And it really feels like the Delta Quadrant is a little bit of a dumping ground for Alpha Quadrant species because they all just seem to end up there. So the Ferengi ended up there by going through that wormhole. The Klingons got there themselves in a ship, as we saw in Voyager. We have anybody who was a crew member on the Equinox before Voyager got there. We like there's just all these Alpha Quadrant species have somehow found their way to the Delta Quadrant. So eh, maybe it's just more of those. (laughs) Why are we getting more Delta Quadrant species ending up in the Alpha Quadrant? (laughs) Yeah, we need that. (laughs) Neelix never even made it. You know, they had one that was going to make it. And then he got off Voyager before they got home. So, oh, wow. (laughs) Well, next character is Gwen, a 17-year-old Val Nakot, who was raised on her father's bleak mining planet and grew up dreaming of exploring the stars. And she's voiced by Ella Purnell. I'm not familiar with her, with Ella Purnell. She's Army of the Dead and Sweet Bitter. Yeah, I haven't seen anything she's been in either. I've heard good things about Army of the Dead, uh, but you know, haven't really heard about her specifically myself. And again, you know, a species we don't know a lot about. Interesting character design. I kind of like the the look of her, especially the kind of metalwork on her arm. I think there's some really cool designs here and, and the look of it. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the, the kind of wide-eyed dreamer, dreaming, dreaming of exploring the stars, that's also a good character archetype for Star Trek, I think. Yeah, it feels funny that we're going to get somebody who's like the dreamer, then we got somebody who's a maverick, and then we got the one that's shy, and it's like we're hitting on all these different types of, you know, like the guy, the tellerite wants to argue. It's like you can see how these characters are going to relate to each other. You know, there's going to be a lot of bickering and one wants to go, let's go. And the other one's like, we should probably hold back. And I can see all this playing out in my head right now. Absolutely. And that's great for a kid's show, right? Because there's always going to be somebody that somebody is going to identify with, that see their personality in them and really latch onto as a character. And just, you know, looking at these characters, I think there's a lot here for people to relate to. And, you know, I think everyone's going to have their favorite. And I love that, you know, there's a few standouts, but I could see every single character in the show being someone's favorite. So the last one could be your favorite because he's an endearing, indestructible blob named Murph. (laughs) I like to think of myself as an endearing, indestructible blob. So, yeah, I really identify with this character. (laughs) (laughs) I identify with him because he likes to eat ship parts and I like to eat. So, (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, he is also, we don't know his age or species. That's unknown. But he's voiced by D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker. Now, where have I heard that name before? He probably only plays like one or two characters or something, right? He's not like, he doesn't play a huge prolific number of characters in a long running franchise that we love or anything like that. eh? No, I mean, I don't think he's in anything like Star Wars, the Clone Wars or Star Wars, the Bad Batch or anything like that. Doing the voice of every freaking clone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who does he play in the Bad Batch? Anybody? (laughs) He plays that one and that one and that one and that one. (laughs) Yeah. Great talent there. Absolutely. And, and this is another one that when I saw his name, I'm so happy to welcome to the Star Trek universe. You know, I'm watching the Bad Batch right now. We just had episode eight. I love his work. I've loved it in the Clone Wars. I loved him in Rebels as Rex again. And 
now in the Bad Batch, just a great, great talent. And even outside of Star Wars, tons of, of voice roles and stuff. He's so prolific and it just makes sense that he would end up in an animated Star Trek show. So very, very happy to have him. Me too. Me too. Well, that's all of them. So we know a little bit more about the characters. Some, I'm assuming, are Delta Quadrant characters, and we know the others are definitely from the Alpha Quadrant. But then we also get to see the animation style. So we got some images that were released. For example, we see Dal. It looks like he's on the bridge of a starship. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, yeah, this would be the ship that's kind of the main ship of the show, I guess. I'm not sure. I, I wish we get a glimpse of that. I'm sure that'll come at some point for sure. But yeah, that, that iconic look of him looking out into the unknown. It's gorgeous, gorgeous uh, artwork here and beautiful design for sure. I love even just the light shining through his ears. Like It's just, it's great. <laughs> I know. I was looking at that too, because he's got that little knockout of his ear there. <laughs> and some lights comes, And I see a lens flare too. So mm-hmm. yeah, got to have the lens flares. You know, thank you, JJ, for starting that. Uh, <laughs> and then we have uh, just another couple shots of Dow and Gwen and Rock Talk. Uh, Rock Talk is welding something. So she's very talented for an eight-year-old. She's welding. Mm-hmm. I never let definitely. my kids weld when they were eight. Speaking of JJ uh, Abrams and Star Trek 2009, I definitely got like, you remember that first trailer? that came out for 2009. Yes. There's no footage from the film. It was just welders working on the outside of the ship and it said under construction. I I don't know why. I, I just got that imagery from this picture of Rock Talk welding. <laughs> it reminds me of that too. And I love that trailer. That's still one of my favorite trailers. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes forget about it. Every once in a while when I think about it, I was like, oh, that trailer, I've forgotten about. Oh, I need to go watch that. Actually, I'm going to go do that right now. Hold on. I'll be back. (laughs) Now, of course, I'll do that later. (laughs) After we stop recording, I'll probably watch it again. I feel like that trailer might have been why I saw Cloverfield three times in the theater. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. It came out with Cloverfield. I think so, if I'm remembering correctly. I think you're right. Yeah, I I think I did see the trailer in the theater. It wasn't with Cloverfield, though, but with something else at one point. But mostly watched it like on YouTube. Well, Dan... Look, we got our character reveals. We got those shots that we just talked about from Prodigy. We got the Picard trailer. I guess that's it. Well, wait, no, no, no. They kept it coming. Do you know what? Like the next day or something, they they came out with even more images from Prodigy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they couldn't mm-hmm. stop themselves. I first saw it from David Mack. I was like, why did they let this man send out secrets? Then I realized, oh, he wasn't the one who did it himself. But there's some nice (laughs) images here of these alien worlds. Very, very beautiful. This first one, which I think is Gwyn and Dahl sitting on some sort of wreckage, I'm guessing, of a spacecraft or something like that, looking out over the mountains and there's a nebula and a moon beautiful beautiful like just overall the color palette they're using the imagery is just so gorgeous like i'm so excited for a star trek show that looks like this i think we now see why this has taken a while since we first started hearing about it there's a lot of work in the art of this which also means that it'll probably take forever to get to season two (laughs) (laughs) uh if we're getting a season two i don't know do we know 
I don't know if we've ever been told if, if this is multiple seasons or not. I guess we'll see after this one. Yeah, we haven't been told. It's it's kind of one thing I'm noticing, and, and earlier when you made the comment about how we have trailers for stuff coming in 2022, but we don't have a trailer for this yet, we're kind of bumping into how different networks and different studios do things because all of the Star Trek shows up to now of the new shows have been, you know, CBS studios and stuff and they have how they do their marketing and all that kind of stuff. But this is Nickelodeon studios. So clearly they do things a little bit differently and we're kind of like, wait, but we should have a trailer by now. We should have this by now. We should have, they just do things a little differently. So um, yeah, we're, we're bumping into that a little bit here, which I, I, yeah, I'm still surprised we just don't have a date. <laughs> that's another thing that's different, <laughs> right? Um, uh, that we get this next shot, which looks like maybe two moons around this planet. And on this planet, it's very cloudy with, I don't know, are those tentacles or vines? I'd say they're vines, right? Maybe vines or like rock arches or something. I'm not sure. Cause you remember on Nepenthe, they had like the rock formations that were arches like that. Yes. I was kind of thinking of that, but I love the idea of it being like vines or tentacles. <laughs> That's kind of terrifying. I love it. <laughs> and then the next one is just this like landscape of sand, like desert, like almost Gives me kind of like a futuristic looking Grand Canyon look with the sun in the distance. Mm-hmm. And kind of like eroded cliff faces or something going on on the right side there. It's almost like waterfalls of sand. Yeah. I didn't really notice that. But yeah, they're kind of, that's that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. This one to me looks like something I'd see in Star Wars. Hmm. I could see that. Yeah. A lot of sand in star Wars. Yeah. It gets everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last one is, looks like a city, very industrial looking to me, like maybe an energy processing place or something. Yeah. It feels like something you'd see on Coruscant or something like that. I, I love these like radiating beams of blue light coming out. Like it's, yeah. Like you say, maybe a, an energy plant or something like that powering something i'm not sure but yeah and maybe like geothermal power there's kind of like this yellow glow coming from underneath it looks like a deep well underneath it so yeah i don't know i it's definitely firing the imagination you know in some ways and i don't think this is but it looks like something that you would find like on the borg home world you know Ooh, yeah i could see that I mean, maybe it is i didn't think that till now but i don't know I guess we'll find out before the end of the year and maybe before my dentist appointment in December. There you go. You can have something to talk about with the dentist, oh, you know, gosh. when he says, so have you watched anything good lately? And you can respond back. How much time do you have? Already? I got a lot to talk about. Man, I'll tell you this. I don't know. I'm still, I'm, I, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm still on the fence about going to Las Vegas in August. I was, I wasn't, my latest thing is I wasn't going and now I'm rethinking it again. Like maybe hmm. I will, but I still am very wanting much to go to the convention in Chicago in, I think it's April of next year. And that will be past all of these. So there'll be a lot to talk about there. Oh, yeah. I would love to go to that. I don't know how feasible it is for me right now. 
in June of 2021 looking ahead to there. I, I hope so. That would be so amazing. I know. Well, there's one thing we will have is a lot of episodes this fall because we're going to be reviewing every single one of these episodes of Prodigy, of Lower Decks, and of Discovery here in 2021. Looking forward to it. I can't wait. <laughs> and we've got novels each month. We're going to be busy. Busier than oh, yeah. we have been. Well, that's really all we have. Dan, you know, as always, it's good to talk to you. I'm glad we could talk through this together because I've got no one else to talk to about this stuff. No one in my house really cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime you want to talk about it, whether we're recording it or not, I'm happy to talk Star Trek with you. Awesome. That's great. Well, if anybody wants to talk to you about it, how can they do that? Well, you can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Kurtratz. Uh, I'm also always in the Positively Trek discussion group on Facebook. And where else? Oh, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Productions. That's always a fun way to reach out to me and check out what I'm interested in in the Star Trek universe and beyond. And I'm on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. And I've teased it a few times about being on an episode of The Expanse that just came out this past week, episode 47. So check that out. And uh, yeah, I'm in the Facebook group and trolling around. I shouldn't say trolling. That That's the wrong word because I'm not a troll. <laughs> but I'm hanging around Trek PBS too. We talked about that last week too. But yeah, I'm around. You know, and hey, you can even email me at admiral underscore rex at yahoo.com if you want to. And you can even email us at positively track at gmail.com. And our Twitter is positively track. Our Instagram is positively track. You can fa find us on Facebook by searching for positively track. You can even go to positively trek.com. Like it's positively track everywhere. Like there's no reason you can't find us. We're there. Where are, Absolutely. You know, we don't have is a TikTok. <laughs> oh, we don't have a TikTok. We don't have a Discord either or a Twitch. That's true. We don't have that either. I want to do a TikTok so we can dance. <laughs> no one wants to see me do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for joining us. And thanks to our patrons on Patreon. We can't do this without you. I think we have a little bonus thing coming in. It might already be there or coming soon. Little behind the scenes banter between me and Dan. Those are the best. Just so you know. <laughs> let's just say there's a reason we usually cut them out of the episode <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason we're going to dump them on patrons you gotta pay to hear this crap so <laughs> <laughs> anyway thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you next time and stay positive Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.